This podcast is brought to you by the UCL Institute of Orthopaedics and Musculoskeletal Science. I'm Simon Lambert, uh, consultant orthopaedic surgeon on the shoulder service at the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital and honorary senior lecturer at University College London. Well, thank you for speaking to us, Professor Lambert. Now, is it fair to say that you specialize on rotator cuff pathology? I specialize very much in shoulder and elbow surgery, but 90% of my work is shoulders and about 10% in elbow surgery. Of that, some of, some of it is rotator cuff surgery, of course. So what is it then about the rotator cuff that makes it so prone to pathologies? As we get older, the quality of the tendon tissue starts to change and it becomes more brittle, less elastic and and therefore less able to absorb all the stress and strain of movement of the shoulder so that by about the age of 40 the substance of, of which the tendon is made starts to become less able to heal itself and deal with the stress and strain so it starts to tear or degenerate. Right. So what are some of the common problems? Well, the, the most important symptom that people um, suffer when they have tendons that are beginning to wear out is pain. And pain is generated probably by the tendon itself, but also by the membranes surrounding the tendon, certainly the synovial membrane of the joint itself and the bursa membrane above and outside the tendon. So there are several sources of pain um, in a degenerating tendon. The next thing that happens is that as the tendon starts to fail, the shoulder becomes somewhat unstable and therefore moves in a different way. Uh, It can become tight in one direction and in a sense too loose in another direction. And that generates um, a sort of rubbing or abrasion of the surfaces of the tendon contributing to the wear and tear. So people come with pain and weakness or pain and stiffness or a combination of all of the three. And are there effective treatments then? Well certainly in the first case when um, patients arrive with pain it's quite important to distinguish where that pain is generated. If it's generated in the tissues around the tendon then things like injections of cortisone can be very helpful. That's followed then by a physiotherapy-based program to strengthen the muscles of the rotator cuff, which then absorb the energy of strain within the tendon better. But also, with training, the tendon quality changes for the better as well, providing it's healthy enough to, to respond. So the key thing there is to try and predict um, the, the tendon weakness and to give patients the opportunity to train or rehabilitate their tendons before the tendon starts to degenerate further. Once the tendon starts to degenerate, there are now some more novel ideas about how to encourage the tendon matrix, which is the gel tissue around the tendon fibers, to become better quality and therefore to support and nurture the fibers better. These are also injection therapies based on the new ideas of stem cells and um, products derived from our bloodstream which help healing in other tissues. But when the tendon does tear or start to tear, then we bring in surgical techniques uh, 
usually through keyhole or arthroscopic surgery, and finally uh, through open surgery when tendons can be replaced or reconstructed or augmented by other surgical techniques. So there's a whole raft of responses according to the state of the tendon. So how did you get into this field? Well, it's simply a matter of um, necessity, really. If you're a shoulder surgeon, 40% minimum of your clinic is going to be dealing with the consequences of aging in a rotator cuff. So um, you can't be a shoulder surgeon and, and not have a, an interest in rotator cuff tendon degeneration. Um, and shoulder surgery is, is fascinating because it's a... Um, a part of medicine at the crossroads between neurology, mechanics, anatomy, and function, um, bringing all those elements together. And the rotator cuff is the key to understanding the shoulder, really. So if we're going to make any advances in population terms of how to deal with shoulder pain, it's going to be understanding the biology, degeneration, aging of the rotator cuff that helps us do that. So a future career in shoulder surgery might be an exciting and varied one. I think it, for me, um, and I think if I was a foot and ankle surgeon, I would say the same thing, but because in that part of the world, there are very interesting comparable ideas about tendon structures around the foot and ankle. But as a shoulder surgeon, I think we're entering the era where molecular um, manipulation of the tendon structure and the tendon environment is certainly a reality, both in terms of diagnosis and in terms of therapies. And I, I think it's within my uh, surgical lifetime we're going to be able to tissue type people through genetic studies of their tendons and tendon structure as to risk in terms of whether they are at risk of accelerated degeneration or not, not just environmental causes, but genetic causes. So I think we'll be able to type people and then specify treatment according to typing much better within the next decade or so. So yeah, I think it's, a, it's, it's actually a great time to be entering the field of orthopedics full stop, but it's a great time to, for shoulder surgeons. And so you think basic science of this area will continue to be important? Yes, I think, I think actually we're now seeing the opportunity provided to us by molecular chemists and scientists and the reality of translating that from the bench to the, at the laboratory to the, to the bedside, I think, and, and with, with better cross-sectional imaging, those two things, the molecular understanding and the cross-sectional imaging, which tells us not just about structure, but about function in terms of the chemistry of the tendon. Uh, those two aspects are, are now getting to the point where we can do real molecular surgery, if you like. I think basic science is the key to understanding how we treat things better in the future, without a doubt. Simon Lambert, thank you. This podcast is brought to you by the UCL Institute of Orthopaedics and Musculoskeletal Science.